welcome to Inside Flicks. This is a podcast created by three film-obsessed brothers who get together on a weekly basis to talk movies. My name is Mike, and in this episode, I'm going to talk to two of my brothers, Richard and Raymond, about Judd Apatow's latest film, The King of Stanton Island, which stars SNL comedian Pete Davidson. The movie came out a couple weeks ago on home premium VOD, and we're going to review it. We're also going to rank all six feature films from Judd Apatow. So this is going to be a nice kind of long discussion at that at one point will spill over into spoiler territory. So be warned. Uh, okay, so uh, let's start this off. I want to become a real tattoo artist. Your work is mad and consistent. Obama ain't right. Oh, I love your tattoos. This is my favorite. I've been dating someone for a little while now. The first guy you date in 17 years is a fireman just like that? You don't think that's weird? You're going to have to pull your weight a little more around here. Maybe help Ray get his kids to school. Kelly, do you know him? He's a new friend. You okay? You know, you could tell me. I'm okay. Oh, I trained her in the car. She's not going to break. Loosely inspired by Pete Davidson's own life, but based on the idea of what if he never got into comedy, the King of Staten Island sees a SNL comedian as Scott Carlin, a weed-smoking, heavily tattooed, emotionally troubled 20-something slacker who has big dreams of becoming a tattoo artist someday. Because he is so inexperienced as a tattooer, Scott has only his friends to ask for help. The problem is, is they all don't want tattoos, and they refuse to let Scott tattoo them again. And in this scene, we see Scott's friends finally putting their foot down as Scott begs them to give them a free tattoo. Well, if you love it so much, why don't you let me tattoo it on you? No, I'm not going to let you tattoo me again. Fine. Well, I need somebody to tattoo. I'm, I'm running out of... Come on, Rich, what about you, Don't man? even look at me, dude. Why? Your work is mad and consistent. Obama ain't right. I got the eyes wrong, okay? He's not right. All right, man, this has hurt me. Right? I don't have any black friends anymore. I can't go to the barbershop no more. You got Obama wrong. Ain't nothing worse than that. Later in the film, Scott finds himself in having a frank conversation with his younger sister, Claire. Claire is played by Maude Apatow, who is once again working with her father, Judd Apatow. And in this scene, Claire is a mere days away from going off to college. And instead of worrying about her new life at college, she's more worried about her brother and his future. Are you okay? Uncle, yeah, what, what do you mean, yeah. You gonna be okay without me here? You don't think I could survive here without you? Okay, just don't be a dick, okay? Like, be nice to mom, okay? Don't give her a hard time. She deserves a break. I always give her a break. When's, when am I gonna get my break? Like... What are you talking about? All anyone ever does is worry about you. I was ignored my entire childhood because of you. Oh yeah, I forgot that my childhood was so dandy. Okay, like, but what are you gonna do? Are you gonna get a job or are you gonna leave the house? I don't know. I, I, I'm gonna open that tattoo restaurant. No, like for real. And so Pete Davidson's character Scott eventually finds himself at a critical crossroads in life when his widowed mother, played by Marissa Tomei, begins dating again. She falls in love with a local firefighter named Ray. He's played by comedian Bill Burr. The fact that Scott's mother is dating a firefighter forces Scott to finally cope with his father's tragic death, much like Pete Davidson's real-life father, who was also a firefighter and tragically died during 9-11. In the movie, Scott's father died while fighting a hotel fire. 
The film, which is co-written by Judd Apatow and Pete Davidson with Dave Sirius, is very much about Pete's coming to terms with his past dramas and finally embracing his future. I like your tattoos. What are those numbers on your arm? Oh, that's uh, the date my dad died. He was a fireman. Died in a fire 17 years ago. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Don't be. It's fine. Knock, knock. Who's there? Not your dad. <laughs> uh, let me start by saying this real quick. I think your opinion or your enjoyment of this movie really depends on how much you like or hate Pete Davidson. Now, if you think he's an obnoxious douchebag that has way too many tattoos on his body, I don't think this movie will change your opinion. Now, if you think Pete Davidson is a lovable goofball and who has a wicked sense of humor and is often misunderstood, I think you have a better chance of liking this film. Uh, Rich, what's your thoughts on The King of Staten Island? Uh, Pete Davidson? The Pete Davidson movie? <laughs> yes, this is the movie we're talking about. <laughs> yes. I liked uh, Big Time Adolescence more. Me too. I, I, I believe so. Me too. I agree. Uh, um, I like this one more, actually. Oh, okay. Well, let's hear what Rich has to say. Yeah, like you said, uh, I, I'm not a big, I'm not Pete Davidson's number one fan, but the the beginning half of this film, you know, the Pete Davidson, life of Pete Davidson. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The first half of the film is yeah. all about Pete Davidson. Well, Scott, the character uh, yeah. Scott. All right, Scott, uh, because it, it's it's him being a, a you know a regular you know weed pothead tattoo artist, wannabe tattoo artist. And yeah, it's just him being up, slacker. Yeah, straight up slacker, just like uh, his other movie. And sure, people fell in love with him. I certainly didn't. Not in the first half. But once uh, um, Ray, uh, Bill Bird's character, came in uh, with his family, that's when I, uh, it turned the tide for me. And I, I, I liked uh, Bill Bird's uh, family, how his family changed Scott's life. Mm -hmm. And I, I liked uh, how it turned the tide for me on that one. Well, so. Bill Burr is like the, the movie's secret weapon. He does kind of elevate the film once he, once he arrives instantly, yeah. the moment he arrives. But he does arrive pretty early on. It took a while for me, though. I mean, the first yeah. half was really more about Pete Davidson's life. That's true. Uh, but the whole, a, the whole movie was a, a typical Judd Apatow movie uh, where it's not really um, – the script was not really uh, fine-tuned. It was more It was more like, uh, you know, throw in some one-liners here and there, and, and they worked. They, they worked good, and they worked out for, Pete, uh, for uh, Judd Apatow because it's another typical, well, you know – I felt this was more of a drama, actually. Yeah, I, yeah. No, no, no. That's what that's that's what it is. I mean, that's that's the typical Judd Apatow movies nowadays. It's just no, like, but I, I I mean even even more of a drama than even some of his previous films. Like I think this is probably his most serious movie uh, since um, Funny People. Yeah, I, I think this is. Yeah, I agree because I think this is probably Judd Apatow's most dramatic film of his career and I, I, I though I would still probably categorize it as uh, you know put this under coming of dramedy. age coming of age dramedy or slacker grows up dramedy but yeah well, well, you, you like this uh, movie Raymond yeah I'm probably the one that liked it the most um, I have I, I do have issues with the movie and actually my issues were actually w uh, with some of the comedy I think uh, <laughs> the movie should have had a, a, a moments I'll I'll, I'll I'll talk about which specific moments a little later on mm -hmm. but I think a lot of the comedic scenes should have just 
straight up been removed and um, kept it more more of a drama because I think that's kind of when the movie worked best. And um, there was, uh, I, I think the humor that actually that uh, I think the movie needed and should have kept indefinitely was all the stuff with Bill Burr. Yeah, definitely. But even that yeah. was just, even that was just a very natural stuff. Look, I'm not a, I'm not a hater of Pete Davidson like Rich. I liked the Hulu <laughs> film, but uh, I wouldn't say a, a hater, but. You, uh, I don't. You, I don't look forward to it. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Uh, all right, I'll throw. I'll throw myself. I mean, you, you were a fan okay. of his comedy early on. Yeah, but then he uh, not, became. Not, and, and yeah. but he has become this kind of celebrity kind of. Well, nowadays he's probably the best part in SNL. Which, but nowadays that's not saying much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and then like like Rich was saying, I I I too like the the Hulu film Big Time Adolescence, which is something I would recommend instead of this film. Uh, I really found Pete Davidson to be obnoxious for the most part. At times, he was unpleasant to be around with, especially when he's around with his friends, who I found even more obnoxious than he is. <laughs> and that's all in the first hour of this movie. And yeah. I, I don't think there's a need for this to be a two-hour and 20-minute movie. Uh, I think you could take that first hour and really kind of edit it down to maybe 20 minutes. Because we, we know that he's... A loser or a slacker or whatever, and we don't need all that kind and of. And he is definitely not the king of Staten Island. His father well, was the king of Staten Island. <laughs> well, that's I think that's a some kind of inside joke or something. You know, I don't think you're <laughs> supposed to make take that too serious. Yeah, so does me because I I really thought the combination of Pete Davidson and Judd Apatow was a winner. You know, it's a no brainer. But this was a big disappointment for me, and uh, um, yeah, like in the beginning of the film, Pete Davidson is in a, in a self deprecating way he tells some really hard truths about himself that he's no good he makes bad choices and that he's a like a, a large burden on his family all true <laughs> in fact i think he's a large burden on this film <laughs> i think you cut him out and this movie would be better for it he for me the first hour was so insufferable and i i know the running joke about judd apatow films then they're way too long which is true and like i said i think you could cut that first hour into maybe 20 minutes and and really just oh, wow, just 20 minutes. Yeah, just to really, I mean, you just have to establish him as someone who has emotional problems and and, you know, he's working through it because I really like the second half of this movie. And that's where the yeah. movie turns into this confrontational battle between Bill Burr's character and Pete. And I thought all that was funny. Uh, you know, my biggest problem with the movie is that like Pete Davidson's character, it feels scattershot. There's no real direction story wise. It's like all over the map. It's like a at one point it's a weed uh, or a slacker weed comedy, and then it's a slacker needs a, a job movie, and it's a daughter goes to college film, and then it's mm-hmm. a widow meets a newly divorced rom com, and and then it, it kind of ends with the son learning about his dead dad drama. So it, if it was just focus on one thing and like put all the other subplots in the margins, stay that, you know, keep that in the margins and just really kind of focus on one thing. I think this would have been a better movie. And I think they should have really kind of, I think the most interesting subplot in the whole movie is about him learning about his father. If that was like the, like the common goal in the whole, throughout the whole movie, this is a winner, but it's and so like, scattershot. But just like most uh, Judd Apatow's uh, movies, uh, the, it's, it's the, uh, the assistant cast that oh su- the supporting the, the characters the supporting cast that that, that really elevates the, the whole movie well uh let me ask you guys really quick are we going to uh do a, a spoiler section in later after this or do you want to well it's because um yeah i know what you're saying uh, i want to talk about something i want to talk about something because i kind of agree with you guys 
to, but I actually watched this movie a second time. Um, I read differently. I read more like a more less like a comedy and more like a again more like a drama. But I I, I feel like um, one of the things that this movie should have probably done a bit more was actually maybe lean lean into it a bit more of a more like a character study. And um, I think that would have uh, I think that would have really helped it a lot. But yeah. um, but I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm having difficulty really talking about this without get, talking about a specific thing that happens early on in the movie. Well, Pete Pete suffers from uh, what? What did he suffer from? Uh, not he has a lot of things. Yeah, he talks about he has ADD and he also has a um, some type of mental thing he talks about in the movie. But he never he never delves really into it, and that was kind of my one of my issues. I kind of wanted them to delve a bit more into that stuff, and maybe cut out a bit more of the comedy. Especially if you are going to make this like a two-hour and twenty-minute movie, maybe yeah, lean in, lean into more of the character stuff. Well, the home, the, the movie starts off with him in the on the freeway, <laughs> and I, incidentally, I hate him because he he, he causes an accident, and there's nothing they could edit that yeah. out. Well, uh, totally. I mean, I, I, well, I like that scene. Uh, yeah, but what was the, what was the. the it, it was, was to show that he was suicidal. Though. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was thinking. Of, yeah, suicide thoughts. And I think it also kind of sets the. T- I think it also kind of just sets the tone that this isn't. This isn't a comedy, really. True, and I. Okay, but the pro- the stuff that I don't like was his, his friends, him and his friends. Yeah. I hate. Well, it. I really liked um, M- Moses um, Ar- Arius. Is that oh, pronounce his yeah, name from yeah. from Mo- from Monos? Yeah. Um, I, I I really liked him in this movie. I, I always like him when I see him in movies. I think he's uh, I think he's a, a funny dude, and I thought he was yeah he was probably the only friend that was supposed to be likable. Yeah yeah yeah. And um and I kind of liked um his his other friend. I forgot I forgot um his name. The black friend. I don't oh, remember his name. Lou Wilson. Yeah yeah. I thought I I kind of liked him too. But um yeah his other friend. I think he was supposed to be unlikable. <laughs> yeah yeah. That's and I think that I think that's Pete Davidson's real friend. <laughs> He's oh really? A, yeah, he's a stand-up comedian also, and I think what's his name, Rich? Uh, yeah, v- Velez. Oh, Ricky Velez. Yeah, yeah, Ricky Velez. Um, he's a, he's also a stand-up comedian, and uh, yeah, his job was to be as obnoxious as he can. Um, but I think I, I think it was just it was way too much. I mean, because we this scene before of them hanging out with we smoking weed, we seen that kind of knocked up. But we've up. never seen uh, we've never seen uh, the this generation of friends because this is like uh i mean no. this, i mean this is this is modern day right i mean the the you don't really see characters like uh the stoners from knocked up anymore and that was machine gun kelly as a tattoo uh owner yeah uh, shop owner yeah yeah Jeez. yeah i see talent oh. in that guy do you <laughs> yeah he's he's a good actor yeah wow and also bill Pally, she did a great job this film i like the pamela pamela adlon as sure um, she's always good i mean I, I think everyone in the supporting cast was strong. I actually wanted a bit more of uh, Maud Apatow in this movie. Oh yeah, but Maud is great. Yeah, I was like, but very the overall the overall star movie is Bill, uh, Bill Burr. He, he's a secret weapon. He's kind of like uh, how um, Bill Hader uh, elevated Trainwreck. He kind of took it to the next level. I think mm-hmm. that's what I feel Bill Burr does here. Um, we're gonna rank this later. Uh, we're gonna okay. rank all Judd Apatow's films, feature films, his feature directorial films. So we'll give an idea what, uh, how this would rank it with his other films. Let's. let's Are we gonna do a, a spoiler or no? <laughs> yeah, let's do a spoiler. But let's let's get to the grade. Let's, what's what's your what's your grade all on right. this film? For me? Yeah. Okay. Um, I I, I really like the movie. Again, I gave it an an eight and a half. Wow. That's oh wow, really good dude. For you. That's like a yeah. 
B plus or uh, wow, uh, Rich, what's your grade? I was going with a, a C plus. Oh wow, that's more than I would give it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I was I'm, really turned off by this movie, and oh. I, I'm, I'm just to give you a heads up, I'm going to rank this as one of my least the, the least favorite of Judd Apatow's films, and I give this. A, well, he's only had six movies, <laughs> and, and, and only because I didn't find any of the jokes funny. I didn't find I wasn't laughing at one bit of this movie, and mm. again, that's but, why I think they should have been cut out. <laughs> And again, I think that this is more drama, but there were some jokes here. And I guess the only thing I, I guess Bill Burr was the guy who I found the funniest. So I'll give this um, a, a D plus. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I, I, I really, a big disappointment for me. Big disappointment. By D plus, do you mean like a, like a, like a two out of 10 or more like a five out of 10? Maybe a, f- a five. I'll give it a five. I do like the second half. But it's not a recommendation at all. Not at that price. <laughs> 20 bucks? No, yeah, 20 bucks, yeah. I know. Um, all right, so that was you know that, that was our non-spoiler review. Let's get into more of the spoilers. So if anyone who hasn't seen the film, uh, stop listening. We're going we're gonna to spoil We're going. I don't know if we're going to spoil a lot of things. We're just going to want to delve deeper into something. Well, I just want to talk about a specific, a specific moment that happens early on. It, okay. That kind of... Sets okay. the chain of events. <laughs> okay, go for it then. Let's let's do it. Let's let's delve into spoilers. it. Spoilers. Yeah. Spoilers after the, after this going forward, <laughs> I guess. Well, um, I, I mean, I guess I'll just say. I mean, early on in the movie, there's a scene where uh, <laughs> Pete Davidson and his friends are hanging out at at the beach. I guess. Mm-hmm. I, they say the woods, but it looked like a beach, and. Um, uh, a kid shows up and uh, you know yeah Pete Davidson's trying to convince all his friends to give him tattoos everybody refuses and then a kid shows up and he um, he, he he attempts to give him a tattoo yeah yeah yeah, yeah when and when, yeah when, when I watched this movie the first time I it really it it, it made him really unlikable like because I was I was into it at first but then after this moment I was just like I, I'm not on board man how can you because like, there's a similar scene in um, in the movie, the Hulu movie he did earlier this year, Big Time uh, Adolescence. But the thing is, in that movie, the kid was in high school. You know? <laughs> and um, I, I don't know. I just I, I, it just instantly really turned me off. And um, I I yeah, I kind of like you guys. I didn't really get. I didn't. The movie really didn't start to win me over until uh pete davidson's character gets kicked out of his house because at that point is when bill burr and him really have to uh communicate and really uh, work together and that's that's when the movie's gold but um i just you know i decided to watch it again um i think like uh you know a day day or you know the rental was expiring so i was (laughs) like i'm gonna watch this again and um i i I under I I, went, I was more on board with it. I, I'm not on board. I'm not okay with him tattooing children, but I was more, I was a bit more accepting of it. And um, but I think also on second time I was looking at it a bit, a bit more like a, a drama and less of a Judd Apatow kind of knocked up type of comedy or dramedy. I was looking at it like a straight up drama about this uh, this kid that's you know or this guy that's. Um, mentally uh you know just fucked up i guess i don't know how else to put it messed up 
uh, you mean yeah, the, it's so much it's so much better done in a, like Silver Lines playbook and stuff like that. You mean the mental illness? I, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But I but I really like that. I like that movie a lot more than you guys. Also, <laughs> yeah. Um, considering that scene, that made yeah. Is that it, is that yeah? That's what made that's what instantly turned you guys off. No, no, no. I was kind of already off. <laughs> already. Oh really? Yeah. It just made oh, me okay. kind of cement that uh, idea that he he is a dumbass, and um, but look. I, let me ask you about this. What do you think of of Scott, the character? What What is his feelings about his father? Does he love his father? Does he hate his father? What's your feelings about that? He doesn't care. My feelings. Okay, that's that's interesting. He doesn't care about. He doesn't really care. He uses it. Does he use it as a as a ploy to get, you know. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, I think it's like, sympathy think it's to like, win sympathy from other. See, from a, see, and that's kind of my problem with the movie that they didn't delve into this more. Yeah. But I think it was a, I think it was a contributing factor to his to his mel- mental illness. I think it just made everything kind of worse for him, and I think he just really couldn't. He can't articulate anything. Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, because even early on, I mean, the the most the, the only thing he really accomplishes in this movie is that he learns to open up a little bit, and he opens up to his to his kind to a. Uh, to Bell Pauly's character, his soul, sort that, of that's girlfriend. Really the yeah. only, that's really the only thing that he does in this movie. But to me, it's like the what he overcomes is that he's starting to finally learn how to communicate and starting to take those first steps and and just uh, talking about these things because he's been stuck mentally. Yeah, I think I think you're absolutely right, and uh, I agree. Um, but Rich, were you saying that he doesn't really care about his father's death, or I mean, what you were saying? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think he was just using it as points for um, winning uh, some sympathy from his friends and, and right. I mean, I mean, it seemed like you know in the beginning where they were joking while they were getting high about about you know right they were the, joking the, about the date it. of his death of his death on his arm. It's just like just like any other tattoo in his in his whole body, just there. It's no big deal to him. And he was using the death as some kind of crutch where he could like yeah just, whatever's wrong with my life, I could just blame it on my father's death. Yeah, I mean, it's not. It's it's nothing to him, right? So uh, I, look, I didn't I, see it quite that way, but I, I but I understand how how somebody could could see it that way, and that's probably why they should have delved into the yeah more. more they should have delved in more. They should have made it more of a character study and delved into his problems. Yeah, I, I think the the really strong point of this movie is him learning about his dead father, and I think mm-hmm. that should have been the main focus of this film, and I think that would have made this movie way better look uh, before watching this movie i had listened to this npr program called fresh air with uh, terry gross and she interviewed pete davidson for about 30 minutes and T- terry gross is kind of known for these in-depth interviews and in that conversation that conversation first off that conversation was more insightful and more entertaining <laughs> than this whole movie he mm. was very honest in that interview, and I got a sense of a young guy trying to work out his problems in a in a mean, meaningful way and a, a sincere way. I didn't get that from watching this movie at all. I feel in this movie he's doing a little bit like an Adam Sandler character, where he just screams out his punchlines, you know. And the whole point of his character—that's character, just him, right? <laughs> well, that's him. his comedy, right? That's he's a, he's a big that's fan his of, acting. That's yeah, that's his acting. He's a big fan of Adam Sandler. I thought in that interview, I thought Pete should have been. Uh, or I think I think the movie should have been more more what I heard in Pete in that interview, a shy, insecure, lost soul who's trying to turn a page in his life. He lost his you know he lost his father in nine eleven, and from that, you know, he was like seven years old or something. And from that, they presented him as a hero. 
So he, be, the, his father became a symbol of like a Superman. That screwed him up more because he couldn't live up to that image of, of being a Superman. And so and in the movie, it vaguely touches on that because when he hears the real stories about his father, like doing coke, you know, in that in that mm-hmm. one scene, and uh, um, he gets a sense. Oh, it humanizes the, his father for the first time in his life. He then he could like see himself as his father, as someone who was uh, oh. If, if my dad was a screw-up, that means it's okay for me to be a screw-up because I could work with that. I could learn from that. I could grow from that. In that interview, I thought it was so insightful because uh, he said that um, because of the 9-11 stuff, he, was, he went to these big charity events with all other survivors. And because of that, it really screwed him up because it didn't give him time to grieve about his father. And I thought... Wow, man, that's that's an interesting idea, and I wish that they would have kind of really delved into it in the movie, and they just don't. It was, I think, it was a missed opportunity to really kind of really get into Pete Davidson's mindset, and his psyche, and his grief, and his all, all that stuff. So that's why I feel like this movie is very scattershot. It's all over the place, and and, and it's because he's still trying to figure out while he's writing the script and while he's uh, filming the movie. I don't think the movie's scattershot at all. I think, um, I think it. it, it I'm, I'm repeating myself, but I think they should have just like uh, removed a lot of the humor and focused more a bit on the drama. Because I think there's 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 a lot going on in the movie compared to a lot of Judd Apatow's other films, which are a bit more basic but still have uh, these long lengths. Okay. I think there's a, there's a lot that could have been explored. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, Rich, what was the best scene in the movie for you? I, well, I like the twist that the uh, Bill Burr was a scumbag also. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't expect that. I mean, I, I liked how uh, he was a uh, gambling. Uh, yeah, he had a gambling uh, addict. Right. So the Pamela Adlon scene is your favorite scene. Uh, well, no, no. How 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 uh, Marissa Tomei eventually found out that while well, while they were fighting over in the pool, like they threw him in the pool. I think that's the best. Probably, she kicked them both out. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. You like that part? Was. I liked. I liked how the twist where you find out that Bill Burr was just you know was an asshole. Too. He, yeah, he has a, he has his own problems as well. Yeah, I think this yeah. whole movie is about like don't judge a book by its cover or like yeah. or everyone has like problems. Uh, um, you know, every, every no one's perfect in this movie. You know, right? I guess my favorite scene in the movie is really just when Pete finally joins the uh, firefighters. He doesn't become sure. a he doesn't become a firefighter, but he becomes someone who he needs a place to stay, and he stays with the firefighters. I liked all that. Mm-hmm. Me too. I like Steve Buscemi because he plays like this sage like uh, uh, f- uh, veteran firefighter captain, and Steve Buscemi. Uh, I wish his his role was a lot bigger in the movie because it's, it's only small. It's really small, but not as small as Kevin Corrigan's <laughs> film. Who Kevin Cor- Kevin Corrigan? Oh. Yeah, he, he was he was lucky to be in it. I know, man. It's good to see him in a, in a movie. He was in uh, a lot of uh, Judd Apatow stuff in the past, right? Like Pineapple Express. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And um, I think Freaks and Geeks. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So, um, anyone want to talk about any other uh, scenes in the movie, or? Well, I, I'll really I'll quickly say my uh, favorite scene because it's very similar to to your scene. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's it's. My favorite scene is actually, yeah, when they're when they're, everyone's at the bar, Steve Buscemi's there, and, and they're uh, just sharing stories about uh, Scott's, Scott's dad. And, um, yeah, it's the, it's the most effective scene in the movie. Yeah. Um, but um, I, I personally, I guess we'll maybe talk about this really quick. I personally didn't think this movie uh, was long. Like, it was long, but I don't think it, it felt, like, boring. No, but they could have. 
I mean, they could have. Uh, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, they could have trimmed some of the comedy, but I, well, I mean, they could have trimmed out the uh, the. Uh, well, I guess it was a laugh. I guess um, the uh, the pharmacy scene. Well, you know what? A lot of scenes should have been um, trimmed, and I think you can say that about every Judd Apatow movie. A lot of scenes should have been trimmed. Like uh, there, there's a action. Is it Action Bronson? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that, that's. That scene is, uh, is, is, I like that scene, but it yeah, should have been trimmed. Cool. It should have been trimmed. It was, it was way too long. And I think, yeah, every Appetite movie always has very, very long scenes. that yeah. would be much more effective if they were a little shorter. He wants to let everyone get, uh, get their joke in, you know? <laughs> yeah. And what do you think of the cinematography? It's pretty good. But I didn't, I didn't who, who's the cinematographer on this movie? Robert Elswit. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, I shocked. shocked. Right? Yeah. yeah, I'm shocked. I'm yeah. shocked. It, it is good cinematography, but I'm, but I'm it's shocked. so plain. It's so plain. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, Rich, uh, who is Robert Elswick? Uh, there will be blood. Uh, Long time. Yeah. Paul Thomas Anderson. Long time collaborator. Yeah, it, it's it, it's very simple. It, it feels like a, a throwback to like the Hal Ashby films of the seventies. Mm-hmm. I don't. I didn't. You know, that was the thing that I didn't like at all. I didn't like the look. The look of this, the look of this I, film. Oh, I loved it, man, because it made it feel a bit more like a, a like a character study in a way. That's true, but I think it, the character here is so drab and so colorless that it needed some color in the movie just to so i could you know because it, it, it feels and like i said in that first hour it feels so insufferable for me you know i was really really like i, I like I, if bill burr didn't show up i think i would have turned this off that's how <laughs> that's how much i really was disappointed by this movie because i love all judd apatow films for the most part this was like the one that I don't really like at all. Mm-hmm. All right, so that was our review of uh, the the King of Staten Island. Uh, I gave it a D plus. Richard gave it a C. What you gave this, Rich? I think I gave it a C plus. And uh, Raymond really liked the movie a lot. He gave it a uh, eight out of ten, which is one of the one. Of the, I think this is one of the best movies of the year, right? For you. Or or not? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah it is. Uh, I, I I like. I gave it the same score I gave uh, bad ed- bad education. Yeah, so it, it it went it went up a lot for me in that second viewing. Mm, okay, okay. But I also I also um I also want to say that um I I, I this week because uh, we we're we're gonna do a ranking of the, all the Judd Apatow movies. I rewatched all of his movies, and um. A lot of them like went up. A lot of them when uh, like their scores went up a lot for me. Hmm. Oh, okay. Because I haven't seen a lot of them in a very long time, and I'm also I'll, I'll bring this up later when we rank them. But man, his movies uh, he he fills them up with so many pop culture references that they feel like they're a time machine taking you back to a certain era. Oh, especially the 40 year old version, man. I, I I forgot that movie came out in like 2005 because <laughs> all the reference in it, and all the references in it are so old. It's still cool. a funny movie though. Coldplay? Yeah, Coldplay, <laughs> Britney Spears, or Kelly Clarkson. And, <laughs> uh, they work at a radio shack. <laughs> That's true. That's right. All right. So, well, let's get to it. Let's get to our rankings of all the uh, Judd Apatow films. I think how many were are to, all together? Six. All right. Six films. And we're not counting the documentaries because we haven't seen all of them. Uh, just the feature films, the, the six feature films. Uh, Rich, what is your six film the worst one you're saying the worst one of, of Judd Apatow's okay I'd probably say um, this is 40 
Oh, interesting. Yeah. You just, and we just watched it recently. We just watched right. it last week because that was the one that we haven't seen. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so you were not pleased with that movie. Well, I thought it was uh, just like a sequel that had no meaning. Mm. It had no, uh, it, it just carried on, but it had no, um, no like real plot. It, it just, uh, and it ended with something, you know, it, 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 with nothing at all. I mean, yeah, it was just a continuation, a pointless continuation. Yeah, a pointless continuation. It was just, uh, yeah, fine. Uh, and it's a very shallow movie. Yeah, it's just, you know, typical white people having white problems and nothing. <laughs> no, no, it's no, rich no. people problems. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 Raymond, what's your number six? This is forty. Oh. Um, and the thing uh, that's interesting because um, this. I, I feel there's a good movie in This Is 40. Yeah. I yeah. feel if you trim it down to 90 minutes, um, there's a lot of stuff that just shouldn't be in here. I mean, the entire Meg, everything with Megan Fox, and I think she's actually pretty good in the movie. Yeah, me but too. Everything with her, everything with her should be gone. All the whole subplot about the boutique shop, we don't need any of that. Mm. Um, everything with Jason Siegel, gone. Uh, so everything with Robert Smigel gone. There's so much stuff that should have been deleted. Uh, the whole trip to Las Vegas gone. I felt like they just put that in there because Knocked Up had a scene in Las Vegas. So we have to have a scene in this one where they get high in Las Vegas. Yeah, I I was pointless gone. Um, and I think you could do that with a lot. And, and they're and they're always they're constantly revisiting characters for from Knocked Up for no reason. Like even the um, geontologist. And they and they and he and he had he had a brief appearance and knocked up, but in this one he shows up like three or four times. It's like, come on, guys. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. It almost yeah. feels like um, it almost feels like Judd Apatow was originally producing a TV show about his life, and he made three episodes. The show got canceled, and he just combined it all into one movie. That sounds right. That's and that you know what that's not. That's very similar to all his movies. <laughs> uh, number six for me, it's it's the King of Staten Island, the, the one we just reviewed. Oh, wow. Number five is I'm just not surprised. <laughs> number five is just as this is forty. Uh, you know, it's a personal film. I didn't find this as funny as some of his other films. I although I put it in number five. This is not the worst. I, I didn't think it's the worst like you guys because of Albert Albert Brooks. Albert Brooks was hilarious in that film. And, yeah. uh, and I, I thought he saved that. Even film. though I think the, even though I think the, um, the whole joke about uh, the babies being um, two babies or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know. I think that's a little too much for me. I think I could have. It was triplets, right? Yeah. I mean, I think they could have. He could have just had kids. <laughs> but, uh, but I loved, I loved the fact that he was, a, you know, always bumming off money. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I agree that the the couple here, you know, Paul Rudd and Leslie Mann, are they're they're kind of boring. They're a boring couple. They and, work so well at side cu- as a side character. Yeah, they're right. as the yeah, couples I, that uh, uh, Seth Rogen and Catherine Heigl like were th- uh, uh, thriving to be like we you know. But as the as the stars, come on, man. Yeah, they were much much funnier in Knocked Up, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so uh, Rich, what's your number five? Your your five was uh, this is forty. Yeah. Okay, my, my five is probably uh, going to be, actually, it's going to probably be uh, King of Staten Island also. Okay. Uh, Raymond, what's your number five? My number five? Okay, well, from this point on, I, I really like all of the movies. Mm. Um, so this one, it was more like um, which ones I enjoyed the most in rewatching them. So number five for me is Trainwreck. Mm. Oh, um, wow. And yeah, Trainwreck is, is awesome. It's great. 
Um, it's just, um, I, I think this is the one I think could be trimmed down a lot. Uh, I think there's a lot of uh, just uh, characters just have a bunch of comedic moments. I think this is the one where really he goes overboard. Well, maybe this is 40, but this is the one where he, the second one where he goes overboard with just giving every character a line and it's just um it's too much i think the movie uh, should be much shorter for such a simple story it's a great movie i really like it i actually give the movie an eight out of ten but it it's way too long it's it, you know it's just as a basic um rom-com rom-com basically yeah, well, yeah. You, you, you like the original cut then better yeah but but still i mean that should still be short also. <laughs> okay. All right. So, uh, what number are we at? Five or four? Well, I just did my five. That was you cool. guys just did five, right? So, yeah. I guess yeah. four. Okay. So, Rich, what's your number four? Mine's going to be uh, Funny People. Mm. Because there was something there, uh, but it was way too long. There was a lot of good um, laughs in there. Uh, but uh, overall, the uh, concept was much better than most of his films. The, 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 the guy's dying, whatever, and Adam Sandler's dying, or whatever. And he's hiring but, this young comic right. writer to help him out. Yeah, I, I mean, me, number four is uh, also Funny People. I think it's probably Judd Apatow's most personal film. Uh, but this was the one that was hurt most by, the, by its long running time. The third act of that film really took forever. And, um, but yeah, I liked, uh, I liked Eric Bana, or, or Bana. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Eric Bana. I thought he was very funny in the movie, uh, you know, but it's just a lot of these scenes just were really, it feels like a lot of scenes were extra or um, what they call it, uh, uh, extended scenes where they should have been cut down a little bit. Fuck Facebook. I don't know if that holds up quite well, man. The whole MySpace stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like I was rewatching the movie, like MySpace has a big part in that movie. Even um, like Tom from MySpace shows up in the cameo. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so what's your number four, Raymond? Oh, my number four? Okay. Um, this one I thought would actually be higher on my list, but um, after uh, rewatching it, still very funny movie. I think definitely Judd Apatow's funniest movie. But I, I, don't, I don't know. A lot of, a lot of it, uh, again, a lot of the references are very dated. It's the 40-year-old version. Mm-hmm. It's, a lot of the references are very dated. I mean, it was kind of like a time machine movie in many ways. And uh, the other thing about the 40-year-old version, which um, I, I found very interesting rewatching it, was because you know, the 40-year-old version was Judd Apatow's first movie. Um, yeah, his first movie, really. Before that, he was a TV guy. Yeah. And rewatching it, it really feels like a really long episode of um, Undeclared. Mm. Mm. Like, he, like he really grew as a filmmaker by the time he got Knocked Up. Knocked Up really looked and felt like a movie. 40-year-old version, it has a little bit of a, I don't want to say a sitcom vibe, but it has a little bit of like Freaks and Geeks, Undeclared. Okay. And yeah, it's, it's good. It's funny. It's, I think it's a comedy classic, really. I, I, I still laughed out loud during the scene when he's getting waxed. <laughs> and there's a, lot of, there's a lot of very funny scenes in the movie. I think, again, it's his funniest movie. But uh, yeah, it's, 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 I'm, glad, I'm glad it's very it's dated. And I'm glad Judd Apatow's not really using reference, isn't really referencing that much pop culture stuff anymore in his movies. Okay. Uh, Rich, what's your number three? Uh, Trainwreck. Mm, okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, all in all, of, of most of most of his recent films, uh, this one was more um, had the most laughs, and uh, it just felt like a, 
it felt right. I mean, it, there was no missing uh, plots to it. Bill Hader was a great uh, addition to this yeah. whole film. Yeah, and everything worked. And uh, I thought, I thought this, the train wreck was. Um, his, one of his better films. Yeah, yeah I, 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 my number three is Trainwreck as well, and I think you know, and it, it really because I after the King of Staten Island, I ranked it as high as three because <laughs> it's almost very similar because you got yes, a, very a, com- a comedian writing their own story, you know, but uh, uh, for whatever reason. For me, Cat, uh, the King of Staten Island, Island didn't work. Trainwreck worked because I think a- Amy Schumer just wrote a better script. They did a good script. You got to give them credit for that. Yeah. They did a great job. Yeah. And I think Amy Schumer is a really good actor. Uh, and I don't even think Judd Apatow contributed to the script for Trainwreck, right? I think that was all uh, Amy no. Schumer. Yeah. Uh, well, at least the, she, she's the only one who got credit for the movie. And I think the uh, the result of her working with Judd Apatow is very honest, and, 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 and it was really funny. It was a funny – and also, like, even all of those improv scenes worked well in yeah. this movie. Y'all. Yeah. LeBron James was very funny in the movie. Uh, um, this this movie broke out John Cena. Yeah, John I mean, Cena. John Cena was a horrible actor before this movie. <laughs> and he became, like, this comedy hero <laughs> after, after this movie with just his improv line. So was I think it this movie, or was it, or was it Sisters? No, no Sisters was, was after this movie. Yeah. Oh, was it after? Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, well, Sisters sucked. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, Raymond, what's your number? Your number three? My number three is uh, Keenan Staten Island. So we'll jump ahead to that one. A big part of it is because again, because it because it is a drama, and because I think it's a, a very original movie. Okay. Okay, but so I guess jump to two. Yeah, go ahead. What's your number two? My number two is Knocked Up. Hmm. Uh, knocked up. Uh, knocked up was always good, but uh, rewatching it, I I really feel like this is the movie that like if if Judd Apatow you know were, were to retire, that you know this would be the movie people remember him for. I feel that the, in this movie he went to almost like a James L. Brooks type of uh, mm-hmm. table level, mm-hmm. and uh, rewatching the movie, uh, yeah, it definitely isn't quite as funny as it was back then, and there are. A, a lot of um, uh, dated jokes and stuff because <laughs> it, 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 you know, all the pop culture references and stuff, E Network, <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> but um, but it, it really it really hold up uh, emotionally, and I thought it was a, a, a very effective movie, and then it's an extremely relatable film. So uh, yeah, I, I love Knocked Up. Yeah, my number two is Knocked Up as well. This is the one that kind of perfected Judd Apatow's style of comedy, the ad-libbing, the off-the-cuff jokes. It, it worked for the most part. I mean, it didn't feel like like some of the other movies. Those you know ad-libs filled feels like they were crammed in. Not in this movie. It kind of worked. Yeah. Uh, think of uh, the the Ken Jong scene where he plays a fed-up, pissed-off doctor. It's probably and it's probably his best work, Ken Jong's best work, because he's playing. a comedic character per se and he's reacting to the situation that made him hilarious and I think that's what's what's so great about the movie and about the improps of this film it's a, they're kind of reacting to the situation and it, it's not there to kind of heighten the joke factor or the number of jokes in, in the movie so this is like you know, this is funny. This is a really funny movie and it's, it's, and also it's very, like, like Raymond says, it's, it's relatable the, unlike The King of Staten Island I like the group of, of, of Seth Rogen's friends in this movie. I could, well, I could, they're more I could, geeks here. <laughs> well, that's true. But I could hang out with those guys. And I hated hanging out with Pete Davidson's friends. True, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, number two, knocked up. But Rich, what's your number two? The 40-year-old uh, the version? Four, the 40-year-old version, yeah. 
And did you already put on your list? Yeah, it's my number one. But go ahead. Uh, okay. No, this was the the this was Steve Carell's uh, number one. I mean, this is his, his film that did it for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, other, I mean, this is was he a television star before this? Was he in the office already? And I never saw the office, so. Uh, I think this movie. Uh, I, well, when because when I was rewatching the forty-year-old version, I was really um, surprised how much of uh, Michael Scott's his his character from The Office, how much of the mannerisms were in, uh, in this film. I didn't I didn't notice that really originally, and um, yeah, I mean, I think the, the, he he got The Office right because of this movie. Well, I know he was in the Daily Show before this, um, but oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, but yeah, this is the script that he co-wrote with Judd Apatow, and I could tell this this is this is exactly like like what they do with the, all, what Judd's been doing with all his comedians, but this one was actually you know written well, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, and and all the ad libs worked. And Paul Rudd was fantastic in it, and uh, Jane Lynch, who you know hasn't done anything funny to me uh as much as she did in this film and yeah and yeah all that all the all his regular cast seth rogan uh, um Catherine keener did, did a fantastic job on this also kat dennings was his daughter her daughter yeah oh yeah that's right and uh, jonah hill right the, the jonah hill had a cameo yeah so what was yeah. your, so what that's your number two and what's your number one dan knocked up okay talk about knocked up real quick yeah uh it's 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 the the one that I, I see when I think of Judd Apatow, I think of Knocked Up. That's the movie that made launched his career, that cemented his career. Mm-hmm. Because the forty year old version ended with the that whole um, that Age of Aquarius thing, that that uh, that whole skit thing. Yeah, that that was like the worst thing of the movie. Really? <laughs> to me. I wasn't mean, that like a, yeah. wasn't that a parody of Hair? Or something yeah, like? uh, yeah, and, and that's the one that. That I could have lived, I could have lived without it. I mean, it didn't, it didn't fit in that movie to me. Oh, I, I thought that was funny. It's, it's yeah, a it, very, it's, it's, it's funny movie though. But it didn't fit for me uh, to me. It was like out of the, it was, to, it was a little to do out of the box for me. But this is the, this knocked up is totally Judd Apatow. He totally wrote it and directed it, and this is the one that, um, when I think of it, it's, it, it's the whole ensemble. I mean, it was, yeah, I mean. And unfortunately, it was Catherine Heigl, but but uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, you can't go wrong if you have uh, if you have Harold Ramis in the movie. So, yeah, my number one is the forty-year-old virgin. I think this is the movie that really kind of comedic style that Judd Apatow is known for. This is his signature brand of the socially awkward man-child who finally comes to terms with the idea of him needing you know he needs to grow up and become a full-fledged adult it's also the first movie that i i I could think of that would kind of embrace that nerd culture that right now is everywhere it's prevalent everywhere that nerd culture that kind of started with the 40 year old virgin you know because uh steve carell's character was into uh figurines he was into Mm -hmm. uh horror movies or whatever and you know, he was a part of that nerd culture. And he was into all, all the Universal properties because they, <laughs> they produced a movie. That's right. <laughs> uh, and my number one. <laughs> what's your number one, Raymond? And my number one, my number one is Funny People. Wow. <laughs> Why? <laughs> it's mo- um, like I said, it's a judge. It's his his most personal film, and it's it's yeah, probably Adam Sandler's per- most personal film too. Well, also the thing is, like I I just I love. Uh, stand-up comedy and I love the world of the of, uh, of of stand-up comedy and I I think this movie kind of really kind of paved the way for a lot of the type of 
TV shows about comedians that we've gotten. Yeah. And um, I really, I, I, I loved how this movie handled it. It's so, uh, it's, it's, it's the best depiction of comedians, really. And I love how this shows all, all different types of, uh, of the, all the different types of stand-ups. Like, Aziz is in this movie briefly, right. and he's a very, like, over-the-top comedian. He's, like, kind of like a, almost like a... a a Dane Cook in a way in the movie, and then you guys, yeah, I don't know, you had you had all different types of comedians, and I I I really appreciate the movie. You even had um, Jason Schwartzman, who was like that and the actor, the, the sitcom actor, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I I I appreciate this film a lot. And I, when re, when I was rewatching it, because I do think the third act for this movie is is a little weak, but uh, rewatching it, I I feel that this is the movie actually. Maybe even better than Knocked Up that utilizes uh, Judd Apatow's family the best. Mm. And I think they just worked really, really well in this movie. And um, yeah, I still do think the third act is a little long. Mm -hmm. But uh, I, I think this, this is the movie that kind of, it earns its length because it has a lot to say. It has a, lot, it has a big story. And I should say, I, I think funny people gets better each time I watch it. Like I would have probably had it at number two before. Mm. Okay. All right. So that was our rankings of Judd Apatow films of his six feature films, and uh, that concludes this episode. Uh, thank you for listening to Inside Flicks. We'll be back with a, a new episode very soon. Rich, where, where can the people find Inside Flicks? They can find us on iTunes. They can find us on Google Podcasts. They can find us on uh, Spotify and also iHeartRadio. But you can find all our links on InsideFlix.com. All right. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, take care. Be safe. And bye-bye.